Introduction to Restricted Age Products. Howdy folks, Mike Hernandez here. Welcome sales associates to this edition of Dive from C-Store Center. In this episode, we're diving into restricted age products, a critical aspect of our day-to-day operations in the convenience store realm. This isn't just about following the rules, but safeguarding our community, stores, and jobs. So let's embark on this enlightening journey together. Overview of restricted age products. In our stores, we carry a variety of items that aren't just pick and go. These are the products that come with an age restriction tag. We're talking about alcohol, tobacco, lottery tickets, e-cigarettes, and the like. Each of these products carries its own rules dictated by state and federal laws, which we need to adhere to religiously. Diving deeper into the world of restricted age products. As we peel back the layers of our responsibilities in handling restricted age products, we must recognize the variety and significance of these items within our store. Each product category has its rules and implications, making our role not just about sales but stewardship. An anecdote from the front lines. Let me share a story about the importance of vigilance in this area. Not too long ago, a colleague called Jenny faced a situation that tested her adherence to our store's policies on restricted age products. Jenny was working the evening shift when a group of young adults came in, laughing and chatting loudly. They made their way to the alcohol section, each picking out a variety of beers and spirits. As they approached the counter, Jenny greeted them with her usual friendly smile, but she noticed something that gave her pause. One group member seemed particularly young, barely out of high school. When it came time to check out, Jenny calmly asked for ID from each group member, adhering to our WeID policy. The group's youngest member fumbled through his wallet, eventually admitting he didn't have his ID on him. Despite the protests and assurances from his friends that he was old enough, Jenny stood firm, politely refusing to sell the alcohol. The group was disappointed but left without incident, leaving the alcohol behind. The next day, Jenny's actions were vindicated when our store manager received a call from a local parent thanking the store for refusing to sell alcohol to her underage son and his friends. This incident underscored the impact of our diligence on not just our store's compliance and the community's well-being. Why each product category matters. Alcohol, often the most sought after by underage individuals. Alcohol requires us to be unyielding in our ID checks. The consequences of underage drinking can be severe, making our role crucial in prevention. Tobacco and e-cigarettes, with the rise of vaping, these products have become increasingly popular among younger crowds. Our vigilance in checking IDs helps combat underage tobacco and nicotine use, a growing public health concern. Lottery tickets, while they may seem harmless, the sale of lottery tickets to minors is illegal and can contribute to early gambling behaviors. Our attention to detail can prevent the start of potentially harmful habits. The takeaway, our encounter with restricted age products is more than a daily routine. It's a commitment to safety and legality. Each transaction is a testament to our store's integrity and dedication to upholding the law and protecting our community. As we continue our work, let's carry the lessons from Jenny's experience. It's a reminder that our actions can have a significant impact, no matter how small they seem. We contribute to a safer, more responsible retail environment by remaining diligent and steadfast in our responsibilities. Alcohol and tobacco, the classics. The sale of these items is restricted to individuals who meet the minimum age requirement, usually 21 for alcohol and 18 or 21 for tobacco, depending on the state. Navigating the classics. When it comes to the staples of age-restricted sales, alcohol and tobacco sit at the forefront. 
These items are not just traditional in their demand, but are heavily regulated due to their potential impact on health and society. The age requirements, 21 for alcohol and varying between 18 and 21 for tobacco, depending on the state, are set to ensure that these potent products are consumed responsibly by adults who are deemed capable of making informed decisions about their risks. A tale from the register. Let me share a story that illuminates our everyday challenges and responsibilities with these classic restricted items. This is about Tom, a fellow associate, who encountered a situation that tested his adherence to our compliance standards. It was a busy Friday night and the store was bustling with customers stocking up for the weekend. Amidst the flurry, a group of young men approached Tom's register, their arms laden with cases of beer and a selection of premium cigars. They were jovial and seemingly of age, but Tom knew that appearances could be deceiving and that our policies required ID checks for such purchases, with no exceptions. As he scanned the items, Tom asked for IDs, a standard request met with a mixture of annoyance and fumbling through wallets. All but one of the young men presented their IDs, confirming they were over 21. The last individual, however, sheepishly admitted he had left his ID at home despite his claims of being old enough. Tom faced a dilemma that is all too common in our work. Despite the group's protests and the promise of a big sale, he stood his ground, politely refusing to sell the alcohol and tobacco products to them. The group tried negotiating, but Tom remained firm, citing store policy and the law. The young men left with frustration and respect on their faces, and Tom was left to ponder the encounter. He knew he had made the right decision, but it wasn't without its challenges. The lesson learned. This story is a powerful reminder of the critical role we play in upholding store policy and the law. Tom's adherence to the rules protected our store from potential fines and legal issues, but more importantly, it underscored our commitment to community safety and responsible retailing. As we continue to navigate the sales of alcohol and tobacco, let's remember Tom's story and the importance of remaining vigilant. It's our responsibility to ensure that these products are sold legally and ethically, safeguarding not just our store's reputation, but the well-being of our community. Lottery tickets, seemingly harmless, but they also come with an age limit, typically 18. More than just paper. Lottery tickets, while seemingly innocuous slips of paper promising dreams of fortune, carry their own set of responsibilities for us as sales associates. Despite their colorful and harmless appearance, they are bound by strict age restrictions, typically 18, to purchase. This isn't arbitrary, it's a safeguard to prevent underage gambling, which can have long-term adverse effects. A lesson in vigilance. Let's delve into a scenario that unfolded right here in our store, bringing these regulations into sharp relief. Sarah, one of our diligent associates, was operating the register on a slow Tuesday afternoon. The store was quiet, the kind of day where the hum of the fluorescent lights seemed to fill the space more than usual. Into this calm wandered a young man, no older than 16 or 17, with a confident stride and a bright smile. He approached the counter, laying down a couple of snack items and, nonchalantly, a handful of lottery tickets. With her ever-present attention to detail, Sarah immediately noticed something was amiss. Can I see your ID for the lottery tickets? She asked, the standard procedure quickly rolling off her tongue. The young man's confidence faltered, his smile wavering as he somewhat sheepishly admitted that he didn't have it on him. Sarah, with kindness in her tone, explained that she couldn't sell him the lottery tickets without verifying his age. The young man tried to persuade her, insisting he was buying them for his mother, who was waiting in the car. But Sarah, well-versed in the rules and the rationale behind them, remained firm in her refusal. 
The young man left, tickets left behind on the counter, and Sarah was left to reflect on the encounter. The bigger picture. This incident, while minor on the surface, underscores a critical aspect of our roles. It's not just about denying a sale, it's about protecting our younger community members from the potential pitfalls of early gambling exposure. Despite the customer's pleading, Sarah's adherence to the law was a testament to her professionalism and commitment to the broader well-being of the community. Let's keep Sarah's story in mind as we go about our daily tasks. It's a reminder of the impact of our vigilance, not just on our store's compliance, but on the fabric of our community. Each time we verify the age for a lottery ticket sale, we do our part to foster a responsible environment, one transaction at a time. E-cigarettes and vapes, the new kids on the block, but with the same old age restrictions, usually 18 or 21, depending on local laws. Navigating new terrain. E-cigarettes and vapes have quickly become a staple on the shelves of convenience stores attracting a diverse clientele with their sleek designs and array of flavors. Yet, despite their modern appeal, they come tethered to the same stringent age restrictions as traditional tobacco products, typically set at 18 or 21 years old, varying by state. A modern challenge. Consider the case of Alex, a relatively new but eager team member who found himself at the forefront of this evolving landscape. During one of his early shifts, he encountered a situation that would become a defining moment in his understanding of the importance of our role in enforcing age restrictions on these new age products. A group of young adults, likely college students, entered the store, their laughter and banter filling the air with youthful energy. They browsed through the aisles before congregating around the display of e-cigarettes and vapes. After a few minutes of deliberation, they approached the counter with a selection of the latest vaping products. As Alex began to ring up the items, he remembered the training that emphasized the critical nature of verifying the age of all restricted products. With a polite but firm tone, he asked the group for their IDs. The request was met with a mix of reactions, while some readily presented their identification. One individual hesitated. This hesitation was a red flag for Alex. The individual in question, trying to mask his nervousness with a chuckle, admitted that he had left his ID in the car. Adhering to the protocols instilled in him during his training, Alex explained that he couldn't proceed with the sale without proper age verification. The mood among the group shifted from light-hearted to tense as they tried to persuade Alex to make an exception. Standing his ground, Alex suggested they retrieve the ID from the car if the purchase was to be completed. Reluctantly, the individual left to get his ID, only to return empty-handed. It became clear then that he was underage, and the sale was denied. The takeaway, this incident served as a real-world test of Alex's commitment to the store's policies and the law. It underscored the challenges we face with the rising popularity of e-cigarettes and vapes among younger demographics and the critical importance of vigilance and age verification. Alex's story is a poignant reminder of our ongoing responsibility to ensure that all sales, especially those of age-restricted products like e-cigarettes and vapes, are conducted within the bounds of legal and ethical standards. As we continue to serve our community, let's keep Alex's experience in mind, reaffirming our dedication to upholding the law and safeguarding our youth from accessing products meant for adults. Understanding the importance of compliance. Complying with these laws isn't just a part of our job description. It's a cornerstone of responsible retailing. Selling a six-pack or a pack of cigarettes to a minor might seem like a slight misstep, but it can lead to significant repercussions. We're not only talking about fines and sanctions against our store, but more importantly, we're risking the health and safety of our younger community members. 
the imperative of compliance in our stores. Understanding the importance of compliance with age restrictions for restricted products isn't just about following the rules. It's about recognizing our role in the larger community and our diligence's impact on public safety and health. A cautionary tale. Let me share a story that underscores the gravity of our responsibilities in this realm. This is about a colleague from another store in our chain, whom we'll call Marcus. Marcus was known for his easygoing nature and ability to converse with anyone who walked through the door. However, his laid-back attitude led to a lapse in judgment, serving as a cautionary tale for us all. One busy afternoon, a regular customer purchased a pack of cigarettes. This customer was well known to Marcus and had purchased tobacco products multiple times. On this particular day, the store was swamped and Marcus, feeling the pressure of the growing line and confident in his familiarity with the customer, bypassed the ID check and completed the sale. Unfortunately, this oversight did not go unnoticed. An undercover compliance officer was among the customers in line, conducting routine checks to ensure local tobacco sale laws were being followed. Marcus's failure to verify the customer's age led to immediate repercussions. The store was fined and Marcus faced severe disciplinary actions, including suspension. The ripple effect. The incident affected Marcus personally and cast a shadow over the store's reputation within the community. It served as a stark reminder of the consequences of non-compliance, not just in terms of legal penalties, but also in how it can erode trust with our customers and the community. Marcus's story is shared not to cast blame, but to highlight the critical nature of our commitment to compliance. It illustrates how a momentary lapse can lead to significant consequences, emphasizing the need for vigilance, regardless of how well we know our customers. The bigger picture. Let's carry the lessons from Marcus's experience as we move forward. It's a powerful example of why the protocols and policies we have in place are non-negotiable. They are designed to protect us, our customers, and the business we are a part of. Each time we verify an ID, refuse a sale to a minor, or double-check a product's age restriction, we uphold a standard that extends far beyond the walls of our store. And the grand scheme of things, our adherence to compliance measures is a testament to our store's integrity and professionalism. Let Marcus's story remind us of the weight of our responsibility and the impact of the choices we make every day behind the counter. Navigating the legal landscape. The legal consequences of non-compliance can range from fines that might seem like pocket change to amounts that could severely dent our store's finances. But it doesn't stop there. Repeated offenses could lead to suspending or revoking our licenses to sell these products. Imagine our store without alcohol or tobacco products. That's a significant chunk of daily sales walking out the door. A critical path for every associate. As convenience store associates, we're not just selling products, but also navigating a complex legal landscape that requires our constant attention and understanding. It's a path lined with regulations that vary by state and sometimes even local jurisdiction, especially regarding age-restricted products. A real-world scenario. Let's discuss a situation with an associate at a sister store, whom we'll call Elaine. Elaine was relatively new to the job, eager to prove herself, and diligent in most of her duties. However, she hadn't fully grasped the variability and seriousness of the laws surrounding alcohol sales. One evening, a group of tourists from a state with a lower drinking age came into the store. They were jovial and excited, selecting an assortment of beers and spirits for what seemed like a celebration. When they approached Elaine's register with their selections, she remembered to ask for their IDs, a step in the right direction. However, Elaine made a crucial mistake. 
She noticed that the ID showed that the buyers were under 21, but reasoned that since they were of legal age in their home state, it would be permissible to sell to them. She completed the sale, wishing them a good evening. The mistake came to light when the store manager reviewed transactions and noticed the sale. This led to a serious conversation about the importance of understanding and adhering to the local laws, regardless of the customer's place of origin. Elaine learned that the law of the land where the sale occurs governs such transactions, a lesson that could have come at a much higher price had the situation escalated to legal authorities. The takeaway, Elaine's story is a poignant reminder of the critical need for every associate to be well-versed in the local laws governing our restricted product sales. It highlights the importance of ongoing education and awareness, ensuring that we're compliant and fully informed about the legal parameters we operate. Navigating the legal landscape is a fundamental part of our roles, and understanding that the laws are in place for the protection of our community and the integrity of our business is critical. Let's take Elaine's experience as a learning opportunity to reaffirm our commitment to legal compliance, recognizing that our responsibilities extend beyond customer service to include being guardians of the law in our daily interactions. The ripple effect of non-compliance. It's not just about the store, however. There's a personal aspect to this. Our actions, or lack thereof, can lead to disciplinary action, including termination. Beyond that, selling to minors can contribute to broader social issues, like underage drinking and smoking, which we certainly don't want on our conscience. A cautionary insight. Understanding the ramifications of non-compliance is crucial for us as convenience store associates. It's not just about the immediate legal consequences, but the broader impact on our store's reputation, our relationship with the community, and even our professional standing. A tale from the trenches. Let me share a story that perfectly encapsulates the ripple effect of non-compliance involving a colleague from a nearby store, whom we'll call Ben. Ben was known for his friendly demeanor and quick service, often going above and beyond to ensure customer satisfaction. However, his desire to be accommodating once led him down a precarious path. During a hectic shift, a regular customer, known to Ben by name, approached the counter with a case of beer. The customer was in a rush, visibly agitated about the long wait. In his hurry, he mentioned he'd forgotten his ID but assured Ben he was well over the legal age limit. To avoid further delay and discomfort for the customer, Ben decided to forego the usual ID check and completed the sale. The decision, made in a split second, had far-reaching consequences. Unbeknownst to Ben, a compliance officer was conducting a routine check in the store at that time. The sale was flagged, leading to significant fines for the store and stern disciplinary action for Ben. The aftermath, the incident affected Ben's record and the store's finances and stirred a considerable amount of discussion within the community. Customers who valued our store's adherence to legal standards began questioning our commitment to responsible retailing. A single act of non-compliance shook the trust that had taken years to build. Ben's story is a stark reminder of how our actions can ripple through the fabric of our store's ecosystem. It illustrates the importance of upholding our policies and legal obligations, not just to avoid penalties, but to maintain the trust and safety of our community. Moving forward, as we reflect on Ben's experience, let's use it as a touchstone for our commitment to compliance. Each decision we make at the register carries weight, affecting not just the immediate transaction, but our store's broader perception and integrity. Let's ensure that our legacy is one of unwavering commitment to the law and the well-being of our community. Conclusion, the role we play. As gatekeepers of these restricted age products, we play a vital role in our community. It's up to us to ensure these items don't end up in the wrong hands. 
It's a hefty responsibility, but we can handle it with integrity and diligence. Remember, every shift is an opportunity to make a positive impact. Let's uphold the highest compliance standards and set an example of responsible retailing in our community. Thank you for your attention, and here's to us doing our part to keep our store safe, legal, and thriving. Oh, and before I go, here are some questions for you to consider. 1. What strategies can we employ to ensure we always comply with AIDS verification? 2. How can we handle difficult situations where a customer refuses to provide ID or becomes confrontational? 3. How can we support each other as a team to uphold our store's commitment to responsible retailing? Thank you for your attention, and I look forward to your insights and questions. Please email your questions and comments to admin at cstorecenter.com. Thank you for tuning in to another Insightful Dive episode from C-Store Center. I hope you enjoyed the valuable information. If you find it useful, please share the podcast with anyone who might benefit. Again, I'm Mike Hernandez. Goodbye and see you in the next episode. Dive from C-Store Center is a sink or swim production.